0: The pause, before she reached for fruit, before she felt like a fugitive, she holds her breath. Welcome to the Multiverse, episode 6. Um, I, we are recording this during the summer, a time of longer days where, ironically, in so many places here in the Northern mm-hmm. Hemisphere... The increased amount of light and the change of season that so many of us have been craving also leaves us hiding indoors from the heat or waiting out the time of direct sunlight in midday. The light that feels like it's actively reaching inside of your capillaries and evaporating the water from inside your body. Um, Yeah, it's not pleasant, but as with so many things in the world, the sudden experience of abundance in one thing, heat and light, Um, forces us to value that which has become scarce, that long wavelength light of dawn and dusk that seems to just bend around the horizon and dress up the world in blues and greens um, and kind of give us reprieve from the discomfort of heat and allow us to more readily take in the world around us and to hear our thoughts. Um, So in this theme, I found this poem in the literary magazine Three Elements Review and sort of mentally bookmarked it as something that felt initially familiar and then expands on the familiar in a way I wanted to explore. I feel like this poem itself is an exploration of a certain space, of how much depth and contrast can be contained in something seemingly idyllic, um, but where contemplating those ideals kind of eventually leaves us. Onto the poem. Eve at the beach, my Sarah Dickinson Snyder. Palm trees remind her of paradise. Her dearest things pull her back too the small feather she found beneath the empty nest, the pine cone's perfect rose, sharp teeth. Was there a swing set on strong branch? Let's say there was, because she thinks she may have had wings once. She moves closer to the water, loves the space right before the curl of wave crashes, the pause, before she reached for fruit, before she felt like a fugitive. She holds her breath. Is that almost death, that shape of waiting for air? She steps over a jellyfish, knows it is dead or dying, beached in the sand, a cloud of flies settled on its transparency, let the dead sleep, immortality would be tiring, that last quiver, a relief, yeah, so that first line um, is a pretty simple setting, and the poem almost takes place in a single moment, but there's just so much richness infused fused into that moment, it's palm trees and paradise establish the place for us um, as, as a beach beside the ocean. But then there's the word remind that makes me pause. This is creating an analogy, a comparison, but it isn't actually paradise. And we see that as we sift through these recollections with her as they blink past in the next lines, the feather, the empty nest, the pine cone, the swing set, um, the doubt about whether the images in these memories speak truth. There's movement again um, of her vision, of her body towards the water. And we're back in the immediate moment with her. There's the curl of the wave, There's just reality that anything ideal is a signal that it will soon be undone. There's the holding of breath almost an effort to freeze time, but of course she can't have that power. No one has that power. Um, The image of the jellyfish then jars us from this reflection. It's something messy, something uncertain, something whose literal transparent membrane of a body causes it to fade out of this world. All life does, of course, Um, and I love that this fading, the last quiver before our memories of pine cones or swingers in the woods or the actions that cause us to feel like fugitives in our own lives all become lost forever. There's this fading, or more actively, this quiver that feels like life's final gift to us the moment before that wave crashes. Um, I wonder if there's any way to more concretely define what this gift is and why it's a relief. Is it because it represents the ceasing of the nostalgia for things lost in childhood? After all, it seems like there's something painful in having once had wings, um, but then only having the memory of that. And there's something exhausting in the duality of our lives. We're in the same moment where we reach for fruit. We recall that we are a fugitive from something. Um, Maybe that's being a fugitive from our own actions or our families or whatever kind of trauma in our lives we've internalized to the point that regardless of therapy and healthy coping mechanisms, never actually be rid of which sounds depressing and sounds kind of morbid and sounds almost nihilistic but then that's the gift actually that none of this is permanent or eternal that we don't have to hold our breath to appreciate the perfect curve in the crest of a wave i don't think this means we should be nihilistic like i said i think it might be the opposite i think we have the ability not only to look backward to involuntarily recall the things we've lost or suffered in this proustian way but we can move forward as well, towards the crest of a wave, or onward along the beach, concerned with neither the inevitability of our own death, nor the dearness of the things we've left in the past, and if there is any true freedom in our lives, then maybe it's this. So thank you, and until next time, I hope you can find these moments, and find your own cresting, curling waves.